name's Diana. And welcome back to the Get Into The Books podcast, where we review books and explore authors. In this episode, we'll be reviewing our second book, and it's money March, so it's only right we get into a book about finance. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be reviewing a book by Bola Sol called How To Save It, Fix Your Finances. Bola Sol is an author and financial wellness coach. She's a mathematics and finance graduate and created the platform Refined Currency in 2015. Yeah, so I'm just going to talk about how I was introduced to Bola. Uh, it was actually through the Murky Books. I remember they started a how-to book series. The first series was released in September I believe yeah and then the second one was released in January which consisted of three books including Bola's How to Save It. Bola's book was really eye-catching to me because it was about finances so as soon as I saw the piggy bank and money floating on the book cover I just I was really excited I just thought you know what I definitely need to purchase this especially with like what was going on at the time I just thought to myself like what a, a time for a book to come in handy yeah and I knew it would be helpful I definitely said to myself that after I finished reading this book I would definitely borrow it to a family or a friend because who doesn't want to get better with money for real if I'm being honest I didn't know much about her till I started to see her book everywhere on social media I didn't know who she was but I would see her tweets around and I just assumed she was someone who's doing her thing but when I got to do some research on her, I was quite impressed with what she was doing and I admire her work. What I like about her is that she seems passionate about helping women come together and discuss their money matters. In terms of the book, just like you, the title alone captured me as I knew it was going to be about money. You know, I like the cover of the book and the back of the book, which also says unlock your potential. And I'm at a stage where I'm saving myself, so I wanted to look into it. I was also intrigued to see what information she would provide. Mm. I liked how she collaborated with Moneybox, which is a smartphone app that helps you save and invest. And I wanted to see what tips and advice I could take from it and apply it to my own saving strategies. So with that being said, let me ask you a question, Dean, before we even get into it. Mm -hmm. What is your mentality with money? Um, I would say that I have a very positive mindset when it comes to money because I believe that it is necessary for success. Um, I try not to have a negative mindset and more of a abundance because I just believe that there's a lot of money out there. I just need to work for it. Definitely. Also, I set myself personal financial goals and try to budget as much as I can. Um, I have no ill intentions with money. I feel like all my intentions with money is like good, positive. Um, So yeah, but I haven't always had this mindset actually before I would literally stress about the lack of money and like have like a negative outlook about money. But now is completely different and I've also adapted a frugal mindset overall I just feel like me and money have a very good relationship (laughs) what about you um I feel like money is a necessity Mm -hmm. a tool security freedom yeah I mean don't get me wrong I do believe we need money in this life of course however it's not something that I look at in a way where I worship it if you know what I mean yeah there are things that I value more than money and there are things that money can't buy money's temporary it comes and it goes however I feel like money is not something to be feared, but to be used. And it doesn't have to be negative. You just have to try and make the right choices for yourself financially. Absolutely. So um, Moneybox actually mentioned this in the book. So I just want to read it out. Um, They said that millions of us go through life knowing we should do more to save and invest for the future. But we leave it at the bottom of our to-do list because we don't know where to start. 
this statement, I actually believe that is facts because I definitely left my savings a bit too late. But like Moneybox mentioned in the book, to let go of the idea of being perfect or thinking you're behind. There's no perfect time to start saving, to just start now. I definitely used to beat myself up about saving because I wish I started at a younger age. Because once you start saving, you just can't stop. It's something that I've learned in my adult age. I always used to think about the amount of money I could have saved by now from when I started working at 16 because I've Mm -hmm. worked, honey. (laughs) from the age I've done and I've always been independent but I realised that I've spent my money on so many senseless things and I I was really materialistic but and I used to live beyond uh, my means and I never had savings in my adult age now I've started to save quite a lot and I'm just really happy about that like I said before I've adapted a frugal mindset and surprisingly it has increased over the years to a point where non-frugal choices often feel inherently wrong to me yeah. on some level and this actually came across by reading the book The Millionaire Next Door it's such an insightful book that I feel like everyone should read it's about like well how like millionaires and that live okay. you would really be surprised so yeah I would say like started really late but at least I started and I'm just happy about that 100%. and another reason actually why I believe that I didn't start from a young age is because there weren't many conversations about like saving or money yeah. in my household you're not lying I feel like that's the same with me I can relate to you when you say in terms of like from a young age if I saved back then how much money I would have now but yeah. at the same time it's like if you start now it's better than Absolutely. Yeah, I always believe that there were some things we should have been taught in school and even at home. But you know what? That's why it's very important to educate yourself as you grow. Mm. I wasn't taught how to save, but growing up, I'd see things and just learn from it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Bola mentioned this in a book, which I'm just intrigued by it. And I want to know what you think about it. Yeah. Um, she says, when it comes to money, our beliefs and mindset are everything. For example, do you believe you can be financially stable or even rich despite your upbringing? Mm. What do you think? Um... In terms of your upbringing, mm. 100%. Yeah, I believe that you can definitely be financially stable no matter what circumstances you and your family may have faced. You know, over the years, how your money has changed, especially as an adult. I know the importance of saving and I've seen how this has made a positive impact in my life. Yeah. You know, I try to look at different ways to invest and make mm. better financial decisions. Even little things that I do believe in speaking things into existence. For mm-hmm. example, I pray about it, I affirm it, but mm. I also put in the work, you know, it just, it just doesn't come like that. You need to actually make sure you do the work or you'll be lying to yourself. Absolutely. And I always say I'm going to be financially stable one day. In fact, I believe it simply because mm-hmm. I'm doing what I need to do to get to where I want to be. Mm. I feel like there's a life that we all want to live. Yeah. Like, for example, I've always seen myself being the rich auntie. <laughs> and I believe I'll be that auntie one day. Absolutely. Like the real house of Atlanta. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, I believe for me, I believe it's possible for me to become financially stable or mm. even rich. Um, despite my previous situation or current situation. For example, I live in a council house and in the area I grew grew up in Hackney yeah which has the highest uh, proportion of poverty and I never let that override my you know my future yeah I do not like ever doubt that I will make it out and live the life that I want uh, when I think about money I actually think about freedom not only for me but also for my loved ones yeah like I mentioned before I had a negative outlook on money because I felt like I liked it but that was my old behavior and the relationship I had with money back then uh, but now 
I literally call myself rich all the time. I speak nothing but positive towards money. Yes, girl. And my, my family will tell you this, especially my brother. I always go around calling myself rich and a boss that they've actually adapted to calling me that. <laughs> and I just feel like it's just about like attracting good things into your life. So yeah. You know what? Yes, girl, we are going to be rich. We believe it and we claim it. In Amen. Amen. <laughs> but there was a lot of things she mentioned in the book that I believe are relatable to some readers. You know, she mentioned her own experiences growing up when it came to finances. Mm -hmm. And she talks about her mother being the breadwinner of the household. And from the age of 10, she learned that her family was struggling at the time. And you know, when I think about it, growing up, I was always curious about how people had the discipline to save money mm. because I wasn't the greatest when it came to that specific area, you know, and I always used to think that men were the better gender when it mm. came to money mm. because of the way they hustled and, you know, yeah. they were seen as the breadwinners and mm. they were disciplined when they needed to be. Even in my household, my household to this day, my dad, my dad is the one that provides for the family. We try to add in when we can, when needed. When I think about it now, times have changed. You know, society has come a long way compared to back in the day. It was seen as a taboo for women mm. to work. Yeah. It was usually the men who would be considered the breadwinners mm. of their household and for the women to be the housewife. Even when women were allowed to work, they had to fight to receive equal pay. Mm. And thanks to feminism, mm. you know, the movement has helped change this narrative to an extent. You know, women can have the ability to make more money even if they wanted to. Yeah. I love that you mentioned the ideology of patriarchy society because i feel like it is slowly but surely dying out because yeah. it's not only men that are breadwinners actually the other day i actually came across a fact when i was researching something that there's actually one in four women in a household that are breadwinners so to mm. me it's just like it's not only men even though like when you think about it, it's actually a big gap when you think about yeah. it like one in four households but yeah i feel like we are making progress moving on Bolo does talk about different ways to save. So I'm just going to talk about what I gained from that chapter. Yeah. Okay? So I love that the fact that she elaborates on different ways to save because a lot of times when people think about saving, they just think to put money away in their bank account every payday. But that's just one way. There's literally so many other ways to save that she mentioned in the book. And if I'm totally honest, like there's some tips in there that I didn't anticipate yeah but I'm so glad I know them now like one of them that she mentioned you know when you go out to eat etc etc and yeah, like literally. there's so many places that give discount and that way you actually be saving money because you're taking percentage off the money <laughs> what about you no 100% use those points when you go <laughs> Nando somewhere mm. wherever you yeah, go wherever absolutely. you eat mm -hmm. use it up but yeah that's true because that's how I would save my money that she just to put away. Mm -hmm. And after reading the book, I've learned that there's so many different ways to save money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with everyone, I can't be the only one, but the one thing that makes me spend money the fastest is food. <laughs> <laughs> Glorious food. Oh, like God. literally, that is the fastest way my money goes. Even when I know I'm not supposed to be spending, like there are times I go to the cash point and I avoid looking at my account balance. Mm. Like, I don't have time to look at that negativity. Mm. Give me my money and <laughs> let me live my best life. Yeah. But, you know, one tip Bola mentions, which is good, you know, like when you go out and you want to go shopping, yeah. you tend to spend when you shouldn't be. Yeah. So, like, for example, eating before leaving the house is mm. really good because, yeah. like, sometimes when I go shopping, I might see McDonald's and I'll, I'll spend that little three pounds. There's actually rice at home. No, there's rice at home. <laughs> Even write it down a shopping list so that you make sure you don't overspend. Mm. Because I'm sure all of us have entered the shop to buy one item, but we've left over about 10. <clears throat> Primer. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, like there's just little tips that she gave out that I really thought were useful and helpful. When would you say you started saving and what strategies would you say have helped you? Mm. So for me, um, I used to save before. Before I actually used to save at home, like I would literally have like a piggy bank and put money in. But that didn't work for me because I always used to like break Break into it. So um, recently, I actually started saving quite a lot uh, by using the Moneybox app, which is actually weird because we're actually talking about yeah. Moneybox. So I use the Moneybox app because I think it's very effective. I have different saving pots with them, actually. I have stocks and shares. ISA, Lifetime ISA, which is like for long term. Mm-hmm. Then I have 95 days notice, which is like, you know, just in the middle. And then I have, lastly, I have the 45 days, which is like for short term saving. This works perfectly fine for me because even if I wanted to like withdraw money like I'll have to wait 95 days or like 45 days which for me is like really long yeah so I'll rather just leave it there unless that I get to a point where like I desperately desperately need money and it's an emergency I'll still have to wait anyway but like if I had no money at all other than that I just like literally just leave it in there like every week money comes out of my account yeah to go into my savings what about you um I would say I actually started to save properly mm. at the age of 23. Like, yeah. to literally not touch my savings account unless yeah. it was an emergency. Yeah, Discipline has helped a lot. And my strategy is to basically leave my, my savings card at home mm. and only spend a certain amount a day. What I like about my saving cards is that it's not linked to any of my online banking, not even linked to the same bank. Yeah. And it's cash point only, which makes it long for me because I don't have any closed cash points by me. And the ones I do have charge that stupid but yeah other things that have helped me are things like bringing food into work rather than spending my own money on food because like you said there's really rice at home <laughs> so yeah that's my saving strategies that have helped me so far i'm so happy that you know the we're the able growth. to save the growth. The growth. We're, we're getting yeah. there we're getting there so let's move on to another chapter so in this chapter she mentions emotional spending triggers and I actually didn't know this so I wouldn't be surprised if no one knows it about it as well so I'm just going to explain what it is so for um those that might be confused uh emotional spending triggers is an emotion that causes us to subconsciously spend money to magnify or replace an emotion we are feeling whether it's good or bad oh child So some of the triggers that she mentioned in the book, I had no idea, but now I'm obviously aware of them. But one that I had no doubt that causes me to spend is definitely heartbreak. <laughs> oh, girl, who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you, man? <laughs> SDK. She's like, no, no, go focus. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I would say I've had heartbreaks in my life. And I, one thing I've realised is definitely triggered my spending habits because I would literally want to make myself feel better because, you know, heartbreak is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, like, go shopping and spend money, eat, and just, you know, just spend a lot of money. Yeah. And actually, I actually read somewhere before that women who head to shops to cheer themselves up after calling time on their relationships spend more money than any other shopping trip. So that's really crazy. Yeah. That's what heartbreak's doing to you, people. <laughs> Now, I, I don't know about all of that. Yeah. 
I don't know what my trigger is. Like, I don't, would boredom be considered a trigger? Only because, yeah, yeah. yeah only because, like, when boredom, when boredom hits me, you know, mm. your girl can eat. Like, <laughs> I'd be ordering things online, mm. Uber Eats, yeah. delivery, whatever it is. Yeah. But after hearing about what you just said, I mm. feel like it is important to identify your emotional spending triggers mm. so that you don't have to spend recklessly. But yeah, that's many. I feel like it's just boredom for me, to be honest. Yeah. Well, at least yours is boredom. <laughs> Okay, and also she talks about comparing yourself. Mm-mm. So with this one, I think it's so easy to compare yourself to others, especially in today's society where we have social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, yeah. where everyone's striving to seem rich. And I just feel like it's an illusion anyway. Yeah. Which is so funny to me because people don't realise like the richest people in this world are very much frugal. Like people that actually have money, you would never think they have money. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. And these type of people, they've literally just clocked the game and they live below their means. Mm-hmm. Before I used to find myself literally comparing myself to people, I'm just thinking, oh my God, like how come they have this and I don't have this? And yeah. But then when you think about it, like people show you what they want you to see. It's yeah. not exactly what's going on. And at the end of the day, everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey with becoming successful, having money, it's yeah. all different. It's all about having like a ton of vision and just keep looking straight don't look sideways nothing so yeah. yeah I think it's so easy to get to compare yourself but as much as it's easy to compare yourself it's also easy to not compare yourself yeah as long as you know like you know it's an illusion no 100% that I agree mm-hmm. I believe that you should never compare yourself to others because mm-hmm. that's where you go wrong like literally mm-hmm. the only person you should compare yourself to is you and just like you said about you know instagram don't let pictures fool you and also in terms of other people and their finances you don't know what that individual they went through to get their money nor should you even care Mm -hmm. that comparison doesn't add value or joy to your life so rather than comparing try focus on yourself and figure out how you would like to level up and live in your truth yeah make the money don't let it make you (laughs) and that's worth a diamond from the players club So we're actually coming to the end of it. Um, I just wanted to know, do you have anything to say about the book like in terms of improvements? Um, no, I can't complain. Personally, for me, mm-hmm. I think the book is a good read. I think it's good for beginners who are trying to save or even people who are on their journey of saving and yeah. they just need a bit more tips, yeah. you know, advice about certain things. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I can't complain. What about you? Uh, for me, I would say, like, there's so much topics in that book that we could have literally spoken about today, but yeah. we're just going to leave it for you guys to purchase and actually read the book. When I say it's so helpful, like, you know, like I mentioned before, it's, it's a book that I would definitely pass on to, you know, other people because I'm using it at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm using, like, all the information that she gave out in the book and it is helping me. Like, I have nothing to say in regards to improvement. But if we conclude it all, mm-hmm. for me, I would say, the book is cute and by cute i mean it's small literally yeah. a cute it's like size. a pocket size yeah that like you could take it anywhere on- but listen don't let the size of the book fool you it's a small book but it carries a lot of weight mm. i would recommend this book to those who are new at starting to save or just anyone who would like some tips and advice when it comes to finances i like how she talks about her personal experience you know it's relatable and straight to the point she mentions a lot of positive ways for readers to have control over their finances and i love that she mentioned different saving apps and explained what each app provided um, to help those who are saving you know it's a quick read and i do believe i've learned a lot from reading the book what about yeah. you um so yeah same really she mentioned this in the, in the book and i just felt like to like leave it as part of the conclusion uh she says money making is fantastic and the hope is to use some to leave a legacy but who we are and 
how we treat people must come before the material things of this world yes. and main to that I love that mm-hmm. absolutely love that but overall I love that bullet touched on everything that you that can contribute with like your relationship with money she spoke about from the aspects of emotions upbringing future desires current spending habits and how you think about it I like that she mentioned all of that because it kind of like what's the, how can I say it yeah combining, combining everything yeah every situation you can think of that involves money she touched on it in the book um and like I mentioned before it's definitely a book that you could literally pass on to other people that you might feel like are struggling with like money or yeah. having like money issues and I would describe it as a financial bible okay yeah okay yeah. <laughs> yeah it has a lot of, it's very informative so yeah. you know get it and tell us what you think about it so guys with that being said we've come to the end of our podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'd also like to announce that we'll be doing a free book giveaway for Bola's book, How to Save It, Fix Your Finances. So make sure you keep a lookout for how to enter on our Instagram page at Get Into The Book. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to join us and tell us about your saving journey and how it's impacted you so far. We also have a question for our listeners, which is, what is your mentality with money? Let us know what you think. Yeah, and if you have any other books that you would like to recommend, be sure to contact us on our Instagram page, Get Into The Books, or you can email us at getintothebooks at gmail.com. So yeah, thank you for tuning in, guys, and make sure you keep out for the next review. So yeah, be sure to stay tuned and get get into into the the books. books. Bye. Bye.